Mr. Mark Dennis, how are you, my friend? What's up, brother? I'm doing well. Happy Thursday to you. How are you? Thank you. It's a beautiful Thursday. Oddly, I've been inside all day, but I know it's beautiful because good things are happening in the studio as well as the sun shining through the window. There you go. Well, what a perfect way to start this conversation. Thank you so much for taking the time. It's always such a pleasure and honor to speak with you. And let's start with what you just said. Great things are happening in the studio. How so? Well, I, I am coming off of a really successful show uh, at Gavlak Gallery in uh, uh, in Palm Beach. Right. And, you know, when some, when things, I mean, you work, you know, I work, not all artists, you know, we, we work really hard to build up a show and then we're never really sure what happens when the works leave the studio. I mean, you know, especially during a pandemic, I got very, very little feedback uh, because I had very little viewers in my studio. And I, you know, I didn't know what how the reaction was going to be. And I always want to make sure that um, even though I can't be prepared for that, I um, will embrace it either way. And the show did really well. So it made me really happy. And because of that, I was inspired to get back to the studio and begin exploring how I can take those paintings uh, into another dimension, you know, into an, like, like the next level. Like, what's the next level? I always think as an artist, what's the next level? In other words, like when I'm working on something, I'm always thinking about the next painting. Even before the first, even before that painting I'm working on is completed. Right. So here I am taking it to the next level. And it's like, uh, you know, the new, a new dawning. And it's very exciting because I don't know where these are going to go, but uh, inspiration guides me. So I look at that like sunshine. <laughs> well said. And in correlation with the sunshine coming through the window. And what an exciting time with respect to the pandemic. And you... And also, what great timing for you to have had the successful show, congratulations, by the way, at Gavlak down in, uh, in Palm Beach, and to have it in general, of course, but then to have it at this time. I mean, this is a really, I mean, such a unique time, you know, globally, but then also in America, where we went from one end of the spectrum of literally being, you know, <laughs> looked upon as probably handling um, the pandemic or COVID the worst to now being on the other end of the spectrum we're, we're almost, in my opinion, like a shining beacon on a hill with respect to the vaccines. I mean, look at you in New York just announced that all restrictions have been lifted. 70% of the New York population vaccinated. And, yeah. and not only vaccinated, but these vaccines that obviously are proving so effective. So I would think as an art, I mean, as an entrepreneur, as an artist, what an exciting time. I mean, people, economists, et cetera, are looking at this time as somewhat of a, I don't know what the correct uh, word is, but whether it's reflection or correlation or whatnot, but kind of almost like that next roaring 20s, quote unquote, period in America. And, you know, with art, with luxury real estate, with home and design, et cetera, after people have had, especially the affluent obviously, um, which is a primarily your core audience, have had this moment to take a step back, appreciate life, appreciate what matters to the most. And one of those key ingredients, of course, is art from leading exceptional artists such as yourself. So I think that that would also give you this underlying, really accelerated uh, sense of inspiration. There's no doubt. Uh, New York, and I'm in this little area, this little enclave or otherwise referred to as a cultural hamlet between the two bridges, the Brooklyn Bridge and the Manhattan Bridge, this area known as Dumbo, which is an acronym for down under the Manhattan Bridge overpass. It's packed with tourists. 
people out. I mean, most of the streets are closed for outdoor seating going back six months, you know, just after the winter or not six months, maybe less, of course, naturally, but, but they're out there. They're packed. Everybody's, everybody seems pretty damn happy. But, and what's best naturally as an artist for me is that it motivates me. Happiness motivates me. Right. When I see others happy, it motivates me. I mean, we, it's been a hellish past year and a half for most countries, most people. I can't speak for anyone but myself and, and my and my kids, but uh, you know they were, it was rough. And as an artist, you know you're isolated. I'm I, I go in my studio and there was a lockdown, but I had like a sort of a double, I guess you could call it like a meta lockdown. I mean, I I would be going to my studio and be isolated. Now seeing people out and thank God the smart ones took uh, precautions and. Uh, we all uh, did our part, and, and now there are dividends to um, to benefit from, and that is, of course, restaurants opening, cafes opening. And for me, even though I'm in my studio, I can look out the window and I see people milling around and talking, and you know, it, it's definitely motivating. So it it um, hopefully motivates people across the board, and we continue to do the right thing. Very well said, very well said. And with respect to happiness being a motivation for you, along and that in correlation with, again, going back to the great show that you just had in Palm Beach with Gavlek, and I know you were really excited about that, does a, and just curious, when was the last time that you did a show prior to Gavlek? Uh, I, <laughs> I don't remember. Okay. Let me, so as far as a solo exhibition, the last time I had a solo exhibition was in New York City, uh, 2014. Okay, so this was a significant one for you. This is this was the biggest show of my life. Wow, congratulations, Mark. Thank you very C much. Congratulations. And so that, along with what I was getting at, happiness, that show in itself, does that inspire you to want to do as you're creating now in your studio, does that also inspire you to want to do more shows? And when you look at these next levels of paintings, as you put it, do, do you look at the paintings and envision, okay, how will this work into a future show or future shows? Or is that not a part of it? No, it's definitely a part of it. So we're already discussing uh, future exhibitions. Uh, but but what's most important now on my so-called creative docket is preparing paintings, getting them done for the, the art fairs, which are now back. All right. So the art, for example, opens in New York in, at the end of the first week of September, and I will be represented with Gavilac Gallery in the Armory Show, and I'm super excited to finish uh, the paintings that I'm currently working on so that she can, uh, you know, select from which ones will be the most uh, potent for the armory. And then, of course, there's going to be Basel in December in Miami. Not entirely sure what they're doing, but yeah, the art fairs, you know, Basel, the armory, Freeze. I mean, these are all, these are like little exhibitions in and of themselves where uh, they're, they're, hopefully they're well attended, you know, and everybody is happy to be back. So that's what I'm working on. I'm working on uh, paintings for art fairs because those, uh, you know, they, they, there's usually like a year between them and there's a lot of work to prepare, but I am, I do have a show, a solo exhibition at the Berkshire Botanical Garden 
in West Stockbridge, Massachusetts, in the wonderful paradise known as the Berkshires, where I lived for 14 summers. So, wow. uh, and that was set up by uh, Joanne Casillo, who was a trustee of the Whitney. She uh, works with the gallery up there. And um, yeah, that show opens July 30th. So the, I'm really in the studio as we speak, staring at this, uh, this series of uh, floral motifs that they will be on display there so once once they're done hopefully by the end of uh this uh tomorrow actually uh then i get to i get to finishing the works for the art fair amazing and i would think you uh somewhat touched on but with respect to the attendance at the art fairs i would think that it's going to be unlike attendance ever before really and i know that's a really strong grandiose statement, but just as I was discussing with some luxury real estate agents in ski markets such as Aspen, Vale, Park City, you know, last year you had, you took the ski season away. You know, you really, you took it away from people. You took art fairs away from people. You took yachting and boat shows away from people. And it then gives people that moment as we had for over a year of, you know, again, taking time to reflect, being present, what's most important in my life. And again, art being one of those, that is the most important. And I'm sure also for people also discovering perhaps a newfound love of art that they didn't know they re that they had before. And so then now with the, the art fairs coming back, Basel, every, all of those that you touched upon, I would think that the attendance and also the energy behind them is just going to be absolutely sensational. That must be really exciting and motivating. And inspiring. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I, I hope so. I mean, you know, you never really know. I, 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 I don't like. Let's just God forbid anything, you know, negative happens between that then and now, uh, you know, regarding the virus and whatnot. But I would imagine people are super excited and they're pumped to not just see art, but to see each other again. So yes, in uh, here in the city at least in the neighborhood of Chelsea, people are out and about looking at shows. And uh, tonight there are a string of openings and people are, you know, people are going, people I know are going and they've asked me to, to, to come with them. And I, it'll be my first time in over a year if I do. Uh, only, and I, I, if I do, it's because I finished what I need to finish in my studio because I got to tell you, man, I have a lot of work to do. <laughs> I can imagine. And how how exciting to not only be an artist at this time, but to be an artist such as yourself, one of the greatest artists on the planet at this time in your career, in your life. And what an exciting time. And, you know, throughout last year, people would be almost hesitant to talk about, quote unquote, silver linings with respect to the pandemic, uh, rightfully so, because so many people were experiencing tragedy, death, etc. And now we can be more open about the silver linings, so to speak. And I would think that overall, that this shift, call it what you will, in society, American society, I, again, I think it will be placed so strong into art in general, and especially for artists such as yourself, again, being one of the greatest artists on the planet. And so now to segue into you being one of the greatest artists on the planet as you are paint especially with what you paint and let's talk about that i i still i still have trouble i must admit looking at most of your paintings 
and really comprehending how they're paintings and how an individual, you, can paint them because they're just literally better than photographs uh, if you could take a photograph of what you paint in reality. Well, first of all, I'm humbled. Uh, I, I, you know, I just got to make it clear that, that you, that what, I mean, you said that I didn't mean it. <laughs> I did say it. And in, so in my humble opinion, it's a fact. And those that then listen to this and or see your features, your work at the shows, et cetera, then I'm sure do realize it and think to themselves, as I did, how did I not know about this individual before named Mark Dennis? Because this, it's again, it's, it's to me, it's, it's inspiring. It's, I, I'm awestruck when I look at your work and in such a unique, magnificent way though, again, because you can't, I mean, just to look at the flowers, the birds, the, the people, whatever it might be, the intricacy, what was it like when you first realized you could paint how you paint? So when I was a kid, I, I, I don't know, maybe high school, let's just say high school. When I was a teenager, even though it happened way before, I always wanted people to walk up behind me if they chose that direction while I was drawing. They could come from the front, whatever. But if they looked at what I was doing, drawing or painting, I always wanted them to recognize what it was they were looking at. I always wanted to hear oh my God, that looks exactly like a chipmunk or that looks exactly like that plant or that lizard or whatever it was I was drawing. You know, like, oh my God, that looks just like Abraham Lincoln, whatever it might be. I always fed off of that people could identify and immediately recognize what it was they were looking at. So, you know, from then on, I just wanted to continue honing my skill and making, making sure that I always got the details right I was very much a sort of naturalist or, or zoologist underneath it all. Like I really cared about identifying one species to another, and there were always the details that signified the differences between uh, different animal species. So details really mattered to me. To get details right, you know, you need to really understand the form, the structure, the color, and it, that just comes with not perfecting, so to speak, but just drawing a lot and painting a lot. And the more I did it, the more my skill honed and the more tight or oriented I got towards detail. And when I had a show at Herschel and Adler Modern in 2008, someone asked me, so what do you call this style? Is it photorealism? And, and I said, <laughs> no, it's not photorealism because the photorealist painters, to the best of my understanding, never violated the photograph from which they were working at. They would have a photo and they would make a painting based on the photo, the composition of the photo, the color of the photo. I mean, it looked like a photo. That was their goal. Mm -hmm. For me, I, I told this person, I don't just paint from a photo. I paint from like hundreds of photos so, and I violate the photo. I don't believe I don't paint it the way I see it. I take a lot of liberties to create these, very interesting and complex compositions of figures and landscapes or whatever it might be. And she said, well, what do you call that style? Mm -hmm. I said, I don't know. I, I started really getting into explaining like further. And she said, wow, you're really hyper. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's just hyper realism. And I thought she meant it because she thought I was hyper. Maybe she did. I don't know, but it became known as hyper realism. And I wasn't evidently the only person doing it. I mean, maybe the term was coined prior. I don't really know, but I never heard it before. And so from then on, I'm now known as a hyper-realist. Right. 
<laughs> That's a great story. And what was it, when was it, since you touched upon when you were a kid and you were, uh, what was in your mind and what your goal was when you were first, as you said, whether drawing or uh, chipmunk or Abraham Lincoln, whatever it might be, when was it that you first realized this is what I'm going to do? I, I can monetize this. This is my passion and this th I'm all in. To be honest, I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> I'm doing life is good, you know, in that sense. Like my career's on a wicked up, upward uh, trajectory. Uh, but but, you know, it's always uh, a game of uh, cat and mouse within one's own sensibility. Um, you know, I have my own doubts. I I I'm not. Uh, you know, I'm one morning I come in here, I'm super confident, working on something for like ten hours, and then in the eleventh hour, it might be like, huh, that doesn't look right or feel right. Like everything has to come together for me to recognize that something is successful. I have to feel it, I have to think about it in a positive way. You know, it's kind of a, it's like cooking. And when it's done, like you're smoking ribs, say, you know, for like a seven hour stint, you know, using cherry and mesquite wood and everything has got to be just right for me to say, okay, it's working. Right now that's happening for me in my career. But I never really knew that I, I was going to be an artist. I never chose the art career. Like I never made a, a conscious decision as a kid in college or high school. You know, I'm going to pursue art. Art kind of chose me. Mm -hmm. It's just something I did and I was really good at it. And, but when I was in art school, to answer your question a little more directly, when I was in art school and I remember walking around the room while other kids were just tightening up their drawings, say we were working from the figure, you know, the model was up in the front of the class and she took a break and she walked around to see what people were doing and other students walk around and see what other people are working on. I knew that I was pretty damn good. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, just, just, just by mere virtue of comparing or by uh, evaluating others, the way they worked. I was very, very into it. I worked super hard. Class was over. I was still in the studio. Yep. Uh, working on my, you know, tightening things, always going back, looking at it. I remember bringing drawings home to my apartment and putting them up on the walls and looking at them further. And like, I just never stopped. It was just such a, a passion. So I kind of knew, you know, if this is what being an artist is all about, because I was still like 19, you know, then I think I could do this. But I never really thought about the money in it. I always thought that I would have to do other jobs, as most artists did or do still. But one thing led to another, and you stay positive. You work really, really, really hard. I don't know how m I can't stress it enough how many hours, you know, one needs to be in a studio to make effective paintings, or if that's the medium. But a lot of hard work, a lot of determination, never burning bridges, and always staying focused. It's you get, you get, you, you know, you go from point A to point B and that's, uh, you know, I continue to do that. So with the ups and downs and the highs and lows, I'm in it to life. Very well said. I love that. Thank you so much for that. And, uh, it, it reminded me, I was just thinking about you and the Gavlak show, as you were saying what you just said again, so beautifully and eloquently and perfectly. And it uh, then led me to thinking about, uh, Christopher Martin up in Aspen and 
then I started thinking about your successful show, Gavlek. Do you have any plans to do anything? And I asked because we both love Aspen, uh, to do anything up in Aspen in the near future. Well, uh, every year I attend this uh, massive art event called Art Crush. Right. Every year my, uh, I donate a painting. This year I'll be donating a painting again through Gavlak Gallery. It will appear in the live auction, which is always uh, auctioned off by Oliver Barker of Sotheby. So that is my uh, participation in Aspen this summer. And that happens, uh, I believe it's August 6th this year or August 8th. I don't remember exactly. But uh, yeah, Aspen has sort of like always been my uh, little part. It's always had, it's all, Aspen always has a piece of my heart. So for one week every summer. It embraces me and I embrace it through this event called Art Crush. Well said. Aspen always has a piece of my heart as well and always will. I'll let you get going soon. I know you're really busy and I'm taking away from your studio time. But one other question with respect to the shows and again, the successful, amazing show you just had in Palm Beach with Gavlet. When you look now, because you can do the shows again, you're doing the fairs again, but when you look at doing shows such as what you did with Gavlet, do you look geographically, i.e., I, Mark, want to do a show in these cities, Aspen, Vail, Park City, wherever it might be, or how do you go about doing that? How do you go about orchestrating it, bringing a show to life to fruition such as you did with Gavlak? How do you do it? Well, I, I, Sarah Gavlak, who is the owner of Gavlak Gallery, she's got a, a big space in Los Angeles, as well as in Palm Beach. Uh, we were, you know, I've known her for seven, eight years, and uh, I guess you could say, for the lack of a better term, I was kind of courting her. Like she would keep her eye on me. I would watch her program. I would see her at all the art fairs. And then uh, I think it was two years ago, we, she was in New York for the Armory, and she said, let me do a studio visit and see what you got going on. It's about time. And when she was here, she said, okay, let's work together. This is great. Your work is great. You're gonna, you, and you, and you, you, know, you get, seems like you get better every year. So she and I decided on uh, the show in Palm Beach. We scheduled it in. Many galleries have full schedules, you know, usually two years out, sometimes more. And, you know, with changes and shifts in people's schedules, sometimes you can fit another artist into a slot. But at the moment... I'm focused on a show with her in Los Angeles uh, in a year's time. And if there's other, like the Berkshire Botanical Garden, that dropped in my lap by knowing uh, Joanne Casillo of the Whitney. So, you know, things like that can happen, but, but it's, it's really about having enough work to, to put into shows. And that usually means you have to space your shows apart. But I am... Uh, you know, working on uh, New York Gallery, uh, more on that later, and uh, we'll see what happens. Rock and roll, my friend. Well, thank you, Mark Dennis, so much for taking the time, and congratulations on your work and your success, and at this moment in time, how this is simply one of the, what sounds like one of the uh, greatest moments in, uh, in your life. Well, thank you, man, brother. It, it, it is. I'm, I'm on a very wicked, high... <laughs> He's, I got to touch on it. You said wicked again, and you mentioned that you lived for a number of summers in Massachusetts. And 
I, thus, I know that that's where that's from. <laughs> Wicked. Wicked. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mark, have a great rest of your day, man. Thank you so much for taking the time, brother. Yeah, man, anytime. Thank you. Take care. Bye.